Thank you for joining us here on the news. Tonight's top story, a Canadian citizen is about to release a comedy album. According to sources, the man's name is Michael Balazzo, and the album in question is rumored to contain jokes, silly stories, and a large amount of foolishness. For more on this story, we go to the Pentagon, where senior military officials are preparing to destroy Canada. Hi, everybody. This is the comedian and podcaster Michael Balazzo, and although that news broadcast was fictitious... The information contained within it is true, because on June 22nd, I'm releasing my debut stand-up comedy album called Michael Balazzo Complete Discography. This is an album that I recorded way back in December of 2019, when the world had yet taken a big turn for the worse. So be sure to look up my album Complete Discography on all the usual platforms. I'm talking iTunes, I'm talking Spotify. I'm talking uh, Amazon also in some sort of Russian service, I imagine. Complete Discography, my debut stand-up comedy album. Thank you. And this story is just breaking. It seems that scientists in Russia have discovered an entirely new and even more excruciating way to die. For more on this story, we go to Moscow. Welcome to another edition Woo! of the Landlord and te- <laughs> Landlord and Tenant Pod Mess. Yeah! The only oh yes, God. the only podcast that has the balls to ask the question: Can a landlord and tenant be buddies? Hi, everybody. I'm one of your hosts, Landlord James. Oh my True patriot love in all. Our, I'm so happy. Yeah. Woo. <laughs> What is wrong with what is wrong with you? Oh, I'm sorry, James. Like, what are uh, you doing? Did I intro did I interrupt your introduction of the episode? Yes, actually. Yes. <laughs> well, you'll have to forgive me. It's only because it's uh, basically the most fantastic day of the year and of the of the history of the world. Of course, I'm talking about Canada Day. Baby, oh, the nation's God. birthday. Everyone's favorite day, whether you are in Canada or abroad. Are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> what is wrong with you? I've been excited all week. Like- I'm so sorry, James, and I'm sorry, listeners, if I sound unlike myself, usually, but uh, Canada Day is my favorite holiday, and it means a lot to me, and I won't let anyone rain on my parade or poop on it. You're like... Being more than a kid on Christmas, <laughs> it's like true. I, I, if a ten if a ten year old cri- kid mm-hmm. on Christmas acted like you are now, it would be like okay, you have to that's a bit too much, yeah. Jake. Take him out behind the barn and uh, you know, um, what, kill him. Well, <laughs> I don't know. I was just trying to finish your thought, um, but um, yes, I'm 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 jazzed. I'm uh, amped. You certainly are jazzed. Yeah. God, Mike. But uh, sorry, why do you get so pumped up? Why this is? It's like every other day of the year, you're, I think, basically uh, depressed behind the eyes. Yeah, it's true. This, this one day, you freak out. But look in my eyes. What do you see now? 
Yeah, just joy. Joy, love, happiness. Um, but yeah, sorry, I did cut you off, and I'd like to apologize. How much more Canadian can you get than saying, uh, you know, sorry, but I would like to say uh. sorry to you because you were doing a beautiful intro, and I cut you off. So do you want to um, take two? I mean, I think they get the idea. Like they've yeah. they've they've gone to the trouble to download the podcast. Right. They probably know. We probably don't even need to do. I mean, in a nutshell, right. hey, yeah, yeah. You're listening to the only podcast that has the balls to ask the question: Can a landlord and tenant be buddies? I'm landlord James. Your tenant Mike. Tenant Mike. We've been doing this for several years, uh, coming up on a decade, I think, and uh, it's only getting better every week and every year. And of course, every year we do our Canada Day spectacular. And this year is no different. We're broadcasting live from the park near the building that James owns. And it's a beautiful summer's day here in downtown Tirana. But it's a little different. A little different this year, Mm -hmm. eh, Mike? Because the government, the, you know, nanny state government, but Mm -hmm. we'll, we'll save that for another day, has painted a bunch of circles in the park that we're all supposed to stay in so we so we social distance so you're in your circle over there mike i'm in mine yes. over here yes imagine what um sir john a mcdonald or uh even uh, mm. uh prime minister diefenbaker would think if we brought them back from the grave and showed them these circles in the park they wouldn't know what was going on would they i, I think they'd say um you know why did you bring me back to life? I'm in such pain. Oh, my body is broken. They weren't. Um, uh, they weren't good-looking men. No. Who's the best? Lo- I mean, yeah. Like I actually weirdly uh, looked through. You know, the old, the, the top Canadian prime ministers. I scrolled through the Wikipedia thing the other day. Did you? And yeah, there's not a lot of good-looking ones. John A. Macdonald was what a four. He was um, a four. Yeah, he couldn't Laurier, get it. Was Laurie, yeah, was Laurier the bald one? On the is he the one on the five dollar bill? He's yeah, he's like a bald Leonard Nimoy. Um, yep. So we have yeah. Who who does so John A's kind of got a big nose, big old nose, big. I don't know who he looks like. Yeah, Laurier's bald Leonard Nimoy. Who uh, else we got? Sean Cretchen. Um, he's uh, oh, he leaves Kretchen. a lot to be desired in the looks department. Let's just put it that way. Cretchen could have gone to Hollywood and been like a weird character actor like that. That dude in Ghost we talk about all the time. <laughs> Vincent Schiarelli or whatever his name is? Yeah. yeah. Gretchen could have been that guy in the subway in Ghost. <laughs> hey, get off my subway! That would, have been, uh, that would have made the movie a lot different and a lot more enjoyable in, in my estimation. The Trudeaus are the only hot prime ministers. I mean, I guess Mulroney might have been good looking if you were kind of a gold digger woman you know what i mean like he's yeah. he's kind of got that look of like uh rich you know guy got that big chin rich guy look yeah uh who else was there paul martin although he paul martin very good he's all right guy. yeah so he's an adonis wasn't paul martin friends with bono i think they worked together for a charity initiative yes oh, that was big and i think paul martin had been uh the original keyboardist in you too that's how they originally knew each other <laughs> for their first album oh, yeah I think. yeah Wow. Go back, but uh, that's well. Well, St- Stephen Harper, uh, you know, wasn't exactly burning up the pants of the country either. He wasn't exactly Tom Jones. You know, women weren't throwing their underwear no. at him when he was making uh, a speech. Although he had that band, he played piano. 
what were they called? The Hill Cats or something? And then one of the members was ejected because he was found to have uh, um, like white supremacist sympathies or something. <laughs> really? <laughs> Oh, man. Oh, it's a, it's a uh. rogues gallery, our, our former prime ministers, you know? You know, yeah, like we have to say, um, American presidents, I think, tend to be better looking. Hey, eh? I mean, Clinton was pretty hot. Or Obama, forget it. Um, uh, yes, yes. Even W in his way. He's very good looking. Um, Reagan, shit, they're all hot. Reagan was an actor. Uh, who Nixon? Oh my god, the guy was the he oh. put the H in hunk. You know. <laughs> so I'm oh just, yeah, I'm looking up here uh, just because I, w- I wanted to get the facts straight here. There's an article oh. from 2015 that uh, so, so it wasn't uh, the, okay. The article is from the Toronto Star. Drummer in Stephen Harper's band pleads guilty to sex charge. <laughs> Okay, well, that's different. I was worried when you said it was yeah. the other one, but oh, it was a sex charge. Okay. Yeah, so I mean, you know, what was what? What does it say? What the sex charge was? Um, let's see, uh, something about a minor. Uh, and I'm not talking sex uh, with a minor, like uh, I'm not talking about an Nova Scotia. Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, I was gonna say where did he go to the Yukon and uh, you know a no. gold mine? <laughs> no, it was actually a school oh. in uh, Orleans, Ontario. Oh, so. Uh, Anyway, anyway, okay. but it's great to be here though for another episode. And um, as you've mentioned already, James, I have been out of my bleeping mind because I've been so excited about Canada Day. I've been decorating the apartment. I've been saying Canada words and singing yeah, who Canadian songs. The apartment for Canada Day. I've been uh, cooking maple syrup and Nanaimo bars and tortier. I've been um, wearing moose antlers, and I tried to make James wear them. Uh, I've been I said s- hell no. Yeah, you threw them in, in the garbage chute. Um, mm-hmm. I've been doing Canadian things. I've been thinking about snow, and I've been, uh, you know, playing a lot of McGarrigal Sisters on the stereo. Gordon Lightfoot, the hip, of course, and um, I even now, James. I know you're mad about this, but I was painting some Canadian words and phrases on the actual apartment walls i just lost control of myself and i know it's i know it's wrong to deface property but i couldn't help myself so um yeah i'm kind of pissed about that actually i own these walls you realize i own these so walls. you're gonna have to pay for the repaint like what do you think I, I mean i guess i understand putting up a sign or wearing a hat mm-hmm. you're like painting on the walls you're losing your mind yeah well i had a, a bucket of red paint and red of course is one of the main colors on the canadian flag and um, so I painted a few words on the walls. I painted the word uh, puck in big mm-hmm. block letters. Puck, of course, is used in hockey. I painted the word A, E-H, on the wall. And uh, then I ran out of paint when I was uh, yeah. halfway through. I noticed that. Yeah. Yeah. Because I saw puck and I saw A and I thought, well, that's insane, but at least I get it. Yeah. And then I look over at the other wall and I was like, ho. Yes. So Why you, why'd you paint the word ho? So I didn't intend to just paint the word ho in gigantic block letters in red paint. Uh, I can see mm. why that looks strange, but I was actually trying to paint the word hockey on the wall when I ran out of Okay, paint. that that yeah. makes sense. I was very confused. Yeah, so now the walls just say I thought, like, puck, are you, A, you and know. ho on the walls. Well, you could leave the hoe up there, uh, you know, maybe by December it'll become relevant again. Ho, ho, ho. Right. Right. And it's the <laughs> right color as well. 
<clears throat> yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, you've. I mean, I, I've. I've never seen a human being get this revved up about a day. Oh! Honestly, ever. Like I. Yeah. I remember last year when the Raptors won. I was so happy and excited, and I was on Queen Street. You know, partying with everyone. And I don't think I saw a single person in that celebration as excited as you were today. It's true. Just that Canada turned another year old or older. I feel like a kid in a Canadian candy store. (laughs) Oh, God. Yeah, so... How are you? um, Oh, I'm not bad. Um, But, you know, truth be told, I mean, sure, I was born in Canada... You know, I'm a Canadian citizen. I got the passport. I got the little book, piece of crap book. But I don't know. You know, it's tough. Like, I just feel like the last few years in the States have gone so well down there that I'm really starting to find myself almost going, you know, do I feel more American? Do I want to be an American? And um, so for me, this week is less about celebrating July 1st. But it is a celebration because, for me, it's more about celebrating July 4th. So I'm already in July 4th mode. Oh, no. Um, like, to me, it's a stepping stone. You start Canadian, that's fine, and then you take a level up, become American. So I, uh, I'm i actually dressed up to celebrate July 4th here in, in the park. I'm being a bit of a contrarian, you know, making a statement here. Yeah. Um, so, so to look, you know, my classic American look, um, I'm wearing my jeans, blue jeans, you know, good American pant, right? Good American pants, my, yeah. Yeah, see, check them out. Uh, I got a big belt, <laughs> right? Big, beautiful belt. And I got, if you check out here, yeah, my Stars and Stripes tank top. Yeah. Yeah, see, my big arms. So, see your got belly nice button tan. there, too, peeking out? Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's a little small. <laughs> yeah. um, and I'm also, uh, I'm wearing an American flag Speedo over my pants, just as a joke. Weird look. Um, well, it's just a bit of... That's just kind of a fun joke that I am uh, making. Um, and yeah, I uh, just, just sort of just doing American things. I, I, um, I've I actually started patrolling in front of the apartment building. Um, kind of Minuteman style. Yeah, I noticed. Protecting the building, yeah. Um, and I've declared the building American soil. So... I'm protecting it. Um, now, I'm that like those is people in, 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 in St. Louis protecting their house, doing, you know, which they had every right to do. And that's all I'm doing with my building, too. I'm just protecting the building. May I just say, now, I did notice you patrolling in front of the building. I, I, I noticed you declared this property to be American soil. May I just say, uh, I don't think you have exactly the authority to declare part of Canada American soil. This is not an embassy. You know, your building is not an embassy. Well, we we're gonna have to agree to disagree on that. I think it is an embassy, if in a way. And if it's my building and I decide it's an embassy, then it is. So oh. uh, I own it. So if I want to say it's in America, then it kind of is. Well, I'm so. gonna have to look into that. Enjoy enjoy hiring a team of lawyers because they're not cheap. So <sighs> all right. Um, but it's not just that too. Um, I also, I, I mean, I've been on such a USA kick. Mm-hmm. Um. I actually, and this is this is kind of fun, and people get a kick out of this. I ordered um, a really patriotic flashlight. Oh, really? Uh, yeah, I did. I ordered a sort of an American patriot flashlight from a website called uh, PatriotPorn.com. Okay, and uh, it's pretty cool. The flashlight is actually of uh, Benjamin Franklin's ass. <laughs> so that's you know, I'm I'm all out this year. I'm all out for July Fourth. You know, and for for you, this pod episode may be the Canada Day spectacular. For me, it's it's ID four. It's yeah. Independence Day. 
So my God, and listeners, uh, I just like to to uh, make it known that James has been using this flashlight basically non-stop since it arrived uh, in from Amazon or whatever. And yeah, and look, sure, yeah, and and listen, you know, yeah, I'm not I'm not into Benjamin Franklin, but. It's kind of neat. It's a neat... For me, it's more about the technology. Like, they actually did a full uh, carbon data recreation. They were able to really get everything exactly right, just using, like, lasers and stuff to really get every centimeter, or should I say inch. Every fold. Uh, bang every, on. Every, yeah, yeah, exactly. So it's a little bit of American history every time you, yeah. you pop the top off and give it a go. Ugh. <laughs> <sighs> No comment from me. No comment. I mean, yeah. yeah. Well, none needed. None <sighs> needed. As listeners can, oh, can tell, nice we're, we're not celebrating exactly the same way, but uh, all that matters is that we are celebrating, I think. Yes. You know what? Yeah. That's all that matters. Yeah. Celebrate. It's been a, a bit of a wacky year, but a hard year. So it's nice to kind of be out here in the yeah. park, be outside. Mike, when, when was the last time we were outside? I mean, I go. I, I, oh. I don't, didn't believe in really in... Uh, social distancing so i was outside no. all the time but you this is probably your first time outside of the apartment in in since march um yeah or even like i think i was sort of staying indoors from november because even when there's no global pandemic as soon as the temperature dro- drops i sort of don't leave uh the house until uh you know summertime so yeah it's been a long time yeah so this is this must be really nice for you to finally be finally be outside and oh. hey what luck it's a beautiful day <laughs> i love it yeah. um so, uh, we're talking about Canada, and of course, no discussion of Canada is complete without mentioning the Juno Awards, um, which just happened uh, last night, I think. They were held vir- virtually, my dear uh, Mr. Bond, and uh, two former guests of the show won friggin' Junos. If you don't know what a Juno Award is, it's like the Grammys in America, except it's in Canada. And uh, they're usually held in Saskatoon. And uh, so the band Pup won the Alternative Album of the Year for their album Morbid Stuff. And, of course, Steve Sladkowski has been on the show. He was a great guest. That was a good episode. And uh, also the Comedy Album of the Year went to Sophie Buttle for her album Little Bit of Buttle. And she's been on the show. And that was a great episode, too. It was. We should have Sophie back. Um, we should have Sophie back. Although I'm sure people are, I'm sure everyone is like well, filling yeah. her inbox and calling her and saying, oh, we need to talk to you, you know? Yeah. Well, maybe we should have someone who lost back. Oh, God. You know, get Adam Christie back on here or something. Oh, we'd love to hear his yeah. side of the story. <laughs> of the Junos. Uh, no, congrats to them. That's pretty cool. Yeah. We, I mean, hey, and kind of, and no offense to you know, but kind of bragging rights for us too. Two, this past year we had two Juno Award winners on. Would they have won a Juno if they hadn't done our show? It's hard to tell. Great question. Yeah, great question. I don't know. Um, I really don't know. Brian Adams, also who was in the news a few months ago, he was also uh, victorious uh, <laughs> at the Junos. He won Best Adult Contempor- uh, Contemporary Album of the Year for, uh, of course, we all know his. Uh, recent album shine a light oh yeah that's like definitely when you think of brian adams albums you think of wake the neighbors um uh and probably shine a light Light. (laughs) i I can think of so many singles off that 
Yeah, there are so many songs that really talk about what it means to be human. Um, mm-hmm. And what it means to shine a light. Yeah. You know, like, it's just an album that is literally about. It's like, it's, it's like shining a light on, on your iPod. On your iPod, it reminds me, because uh, I'm a man of faith, it reminds me of the, the light of, uh, of Christ's love. Wow. Yeah. Oh, my God. I just had a brain explosion. Oh. What about a Canuck version of, uh, of uh, wait, what's that Mel Gibson Jesus movie? The Last Temptation? No, no. Um, Passion of, of the Christ. Christ. <laughs> Passion of the Christ. Thank you. God, how could I forget that yeah. movie? A Canuck version of Passion of the Christ. And I'm going way outside the box casting. I'm thinking Brian Adams as Jesus. Well, I mean, think about it. He does yeah. kind of look like... Like, he could look like a Jesus He looks type. exactly like Jesus, and he has... Uh, he has that charisma that you read about Jesus having, you know? He does, absolutely. And in, and unlike the American version of Passion of the Christ, the Canadian one, Jesus could actually sing. For he once. carry a tune, unlike yeah. Jim Caviezel. Yeah. You know? Jesus. Everything I do, I do it for you, Christians. That'd be great. Um, and... I wonder who the uh, who the other guys crucified beside. Well, well, Joseph could be Don Sherry, maybe. Okay. Or or who's an who's an older rocker Canuck? Uh, Neil Young. Neil Young. Maybe or Burton Neil Young Cummings. Is, or Burton Cummings is Joseph. What if Burton Bur- Cummings looks like Joseph. What Burton, Burton Cummings, Cummings looks like Joseph's. Now, I'm throwing I'm, your idea out the window in. here, but yeah. Burton Cummings is Jesus. Jesus died at like thirty or something. Thirty Cummings is like seventy five. <laughs> Boy, everybody died at 33, huh? It's time for, you know, to defeat ageism once and for all, to make a Jesus movie where Jesus isn't a young guy, where he's a fucking, uh, you know, a Zoomer, in the true wow. sense of the word, a boomer with zip. It'd be nice to see. No communion coming. tonight in my coffee. No <laughs> communion tonight in my tea. <laughs> uh, Tom Cochran. Who'd he be? He's great at oh. playing a villain, you know? Yeah, yeah, he has that gravitas. Yeah, yeah. In all seriousness, I lis- I heard Red Rider on the radio the other day. Oh, really? That's kind of good. Were you listening to uh, to the late the the latest top forty hits on the charts? <laughs> yeah, I was listening to uh, yeah yeah top forty radio, and yeah, apparently Red Rider is just it's it's Neo and Bieber and six uh, <laughs> nine. And uh, and Tom Cochran, Red Rider, Big League. My boy's gonna play in the big leagues. That song sucks. He should do that a- song's lame as hell. <laughs> he should do some dad writing a song about his son gonna play hockey. <laughs> Fuck off. Tom so Cochran stupid. should do an update of Big League, uh, factoring in COVID nineteen. So the chorus could be like, "My boy's gonna play in the big league once." Uh, hockey gets going again after (laughs) they find a vaccine you know i don't think sports are gonna i don't think north american sports are gonna come back because they all have these plans but there's like they're all gonna play in florida yeah where there's like it's worse than anywhere in the world i don't know at disney why don't they play in why don't they just make you know all why doesn't the nba just play the whole season in pei (laughs) no one no one's got it there if they're playing in Orlando where there's like 10,000 cases a day, 
play send all the NBA guys to Newfoundland. Yeah. There's like one case of month there. Welcome to the Rock. I hear you fellas are from the NBA. <laughs> well, you may love you. <laughs> oh God, you may know how to dunk a basketball, but can you dunk a cookie and a cup of tea? Look at me, everybody. I'm screeching in LeBron. <laughs> there could be a Come From Away sequel where all the NBA stars come and they fall in love with Newfoundland culture. Oh my god, that's a great idea. Yeah. It is really dumb because hockey is trying to make hub cities, you know, and they always they're always kissing America's ass hockey. And uh even though there's far fewer cases in Canada, they they want they want some in the states and some in Canada. And um in Vancouver, which I think has like hardly any cases, they they rejected because Vancouver wanted them to be careful with their athletes and the NHL was like, yeah. mm-hmm, "No." <laughs> Whatever. My heart goes out to those NHL should- players. <laughs> um, oh, maybe we should mention we have a, a Patreon. Yes. It's uh, patreon.com slash landlord tenant. And we would, we would be so appreciative if you opened up your wallet and scanned your credit card and gave it to us and, and help support And we'll give you bonus episodes. But, yes. you know, it, as we've, we, you know, it is a tough time, too. So if you can't, please don't worry. But yeah. thank you for listening. We won't judge mm. you. We won't judge you. Mm-hmm. Um, speaking of technology, because Patreon is a, is a cutting-edge technology, James, uh, do you have the Tim Hortons, uh, which, which is, a, of course, Canada's national donut store, do you have the Tim Hortons app by any chance? I sure do. I sure do. Anyone who knows me knows I love those steep teas. And uh, and I do have the app on my phone, yeah. Now, have you heard the latest news that the Tim Hortons app is under fire because some privacy uh, groups have suspicions that this app tracks users' whereabouts 24-7 and sends all their personal data back to Tim Hortons HQ? I mean, this just sounds like the you know the left-wing media going after corporations once again i mean what what's so what they they they, tim hortons knows where i am what are they going to do with that we know this man has ordered a maple uh maple choco donut uh at uh, 2 45 p.m at this location yeah yeah i mean this is how fascism begins though right first they know Hmm. what donut you ordered at which location I guess it would be creepy if you went to tim hortons and the server's like here's your breakfast sandwich and what were you doing at someone's house at 345 uh, Bloor Street last night at 1 a.m.? Your wife's at home. Had some you, trouble getting you? it up last night, did we? Anyway, here's your order. Right? You oh. don't want that to happen. That'd be wild. I'm sick of Tim Hortons prying into the public lives of Canadians, or the, pi- the private lives of Canadians. Yeah. I've heard they even with the, with the, um, they've even started doing latte art. But but it'll be for, for blackmail. So, you know, oh, you'll God. order a latte, and then they'll do the latte art on the top, but it's of, like, you cheating on your wife. And then they'll give you another latte that says, give us $100,000, or we'll send this latte to your to wife. wife. Yeah, and then your wife yeah. would... Or husband. You. Or husband. Mm-hmm. Um, it's funny, though, because this is... It is sort of... It's consistent. If Tim Hortons is spying on Canadians... It is kind of consistent with the way that the legendary hockey player Tim Horton himself um, used to behave 
Were you aware that he used to be a notorious peeping Tom and he loves spying <laughs> on people and, you know, hiding in closets and, you know, gathering information on people that he could use against them later? I have never heard that. Yeah. I feel like that's apocryphal. I mean, I don't know. I just, you know. They really don't play that up. Like when you go into a Tim Hortons, there's often a painting of Tim Horton in a Leafs jersey holding a hockey stick. Yeah, you don't see him kind of. Um, up in a tree with binoculars. Tree. <laughs> yeah. Or sort of holding his breath in a closet, hiding behind some coats, peering through a little crack. He was as nosy as they come, is the <clears throat> truth of the matter. We all Here's a, here's a thing. Um, some house cleaning, some uh, laundry, I guess. We received a message from uh, Patreon subscriber Marissa Shepard from, Cleve- from beautiful Cleveland, Ohio. Uh, she uh, she followed up because I uh, we had mentioned uh, Warrant. I think you had mentioned. Oh, we were oh, talking yes. about Doug Ford. Uh, whether he because he made that che- cherry cheesecake or something, right? Yes, that's right, cherry pie. And we we speculated that Doug Ford probably loved the song Cherry Pie. Yes, and then uh, Marissa Shepard from Cleveland, Ohio, sent a video that I had never seen before. I think you have seen it. Of uh, yeah. Warrant, the late Warrant singer, Janie Lane, talking about how he regretted ever writing the song Cherry Pie because he was forever associated with it. And he, he looks like he's in rough shape. Uh, and uh, he was basically forced to write that song because the album needed a hit single that sounded like, as he said, they, they wanted something that sounded like Love in an Elevator by Aerosmith. And yeah. He's like, now I'm the Cherry Pie guy. Yeah. And he said he that, hates cherry pie. And it's weird for him to single out one Warrant song that he regrets being associated with instead of <laughs> all Warrant songs. That was my takeaway. Yeah, I think my takeaway is, and I don't mean to be mean to the guy. Oh, go I ahead. Think he passed away. He did, yes. But, um, like, you know, when Warrant was big, he was like, uh, sorry, what a second, I'm going <laughs> to... Sorry. <laughs> Oh, my God. Don't worry. It's not COVID. And I, I did sneeze in your direction, but uh, I don't think you can get it by sneezing. Yeah, it's, I'm sure um, when fun. Warrant was in their heyday, he was like a five alarm stud, I think. Right. Yeah, Like a young Richard Nixon. Yeah. And then as Warrant, I guess, was beyond their heyday. He, um, he has more of an IT guy look, but with long blonde hair. Um, yeah. Poor guy. He didn't want to write cherry pie. And now he's known for cherry pie. And he's like fucking pissed at the just the the everything to do with cherry pie. All the, he's like, all of a sudden I'm going to cherry pie eating contests. I looked that I'm up. I'm the cherry pie guy. I looked up to see like Janie Lane pie eating contest. Like if the record label sent him out uh, to do press by like go like attending pie eating contests. I couldn't find anything, but that idea is very fun to me. Yeah, and that would be a bummer if you didn't like the song Cherry Pie anyway, mm-hmm. and then it's like, I have to go to Iowa to the state fair to <laughs> eat a cherry pie for, in front of these idiots <laughs> who are like, it's the cherry pie guy! He's eating a cherry pie! <laughs> cherry pie uh, guy. It ruined I'm, his life. That'd be weird. Did. I mean, it's weird if it's weird if you're only known for really one thing, you know, and then it ends up being a stupid thing. I mean, they did have other hits like that song. Heaven. Heaven isn't too far away. Uh, Sometimes she cries. Um, 
Have you heard of any of the other other hits, or are you just looking it up on your phone? No, no, because my brother had their first album on tape called Dirty, Rotten, Filthy, Stinking, Rich. <laughs> oh, wow. Are we talking Terrence? We're talking Terrence here. and uh, Okay. Yeah, they had some big hits, and then Cherry Pie, I guess, was like probably their biggest. But it's funny to think that Janie Lane, he like rude the day he wrote Cherry Pie, almost as if that was their, like, um, you know how like Radiohead... They hate the song mm. Creep. Like, it was the yeah. first song that people, like, knew them by, and they, they worked really hard to, like, to outdo Creep. I think Jane yeah. just needed to, he needed to do his Kid A, or his uh, OK Computer. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. Computer they, Pie. If only Warrant had done their version of Kid A. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know. Or he either had to do Kid A, or he just had to lean into it and... Make a different song about pie. You know, pumpkin pie. Pumpkin pie, uh, rub- strawberry rhubarb pie, or switch, you know, formats completely and do a song about, like, a sexy muffin, um, <laughs> a flan, maybe, Banana like... Banana muffin, <laughs> I want to put my dick on you. <laughs> Hi, I'm Jane Lane. I want to put my dick in a banana muffin. Come see us on tour this summer. Uh, Raisin Bran Muffin, you are better than you sound. <laughs> or a ballad about a sexy rice pudding or something. Um, yeah. 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 And that's Tapioca. our riff. Tapioca! <laughs> mm. I'm, I'm impressed. What was the name of that war- warrant tape your brother had again? Dirty, rotten, filthy, stinking, rich, and it it, it took wow. a, a an unflinching look at the upper classes capitalism? of America. Yes, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so they it was were, a critique of capitalism. Yeah, it was the album. I remember hearing Bernie Sanders talk about this was the album that turned him on to democratic socialism. Yeah. When I was young, I was all about money and fast cars, but then I heard the album "Dirty, Rotten, Filthy, Stinking, Rich," and I realized. That was not the right way for me. Okay, well, that was a pretty fun segment. Um, So why don't we take a break and come back with our guest. Welcome back to the podcast, everybody. Um, and uh, we've got a really exciting guest we're really excited to have on. Joining us via Skype, Tim Blair. Hi, Tim. Hey, it's me. What's going on? Thanks for joining us. Good. How are you? I'm doing pretty good, you know. Uh, just just been inside, finding new sources of entertainment mm-hmm. for myself. Uh, I love it. Yeah. I love it. How are you? How are you entertaining yourself? I, I've been getting into spiders lately. This is this is true. I <laughs> spiders. There's, there's a spider that's living in the corner of my room, and I've been under underhand tossing him ants into his web just for him to eat. <laughs> Try oh. feeding the spider. It's been uh, it's been interesting. But I, I tried to like last night try to uh, look up what kind of spider it is. Try to identify the species, and I'm starting to suspect that it might be like a brown recluse. Like uh, <laughs> which is like the one of North America's only venomous spiders, 
And but oh. the thing is, like, you can't tell. Like online, they say you have to like count how many eyes it has, and like look at the stripe on its back, and you you have to get really close to know. You get like a little <laughs> tranquilizer dart, and then be able to yeah. like really look at him. Wow, is I'm impressed you didn't just wipe away the web. Well, that's the thing. Like they, they say that uh, they say that you're like always six feet away from a spider at all times. So I feel like as as long as I know where the spider is, like if, if I just destroy this web, he's just gonna move, be somewhere else. But I have a location on him now. Okay, yeah. Keep your enemies close and your or whatever your friends close and your enemies close. Am I hallucinating this or is this real? Is there an app where you can take a picture of an animal or a bug and then it tell like like a sh- shazamming nature basically like where it can tell you what animal or bug it is or is that something I've uh, made up in my mind? I, I I haven't heard of it, but I mean it sounds like a, a billion dollar idea. It's, it's pretty That's much a what good the, idea, Mike. I don't know if you ever played Pokemon. That's what the Pokedex was. Right. I mean, they just oh. pointed it at, at, at uh, a species and it could identify it. I mean, that's that's smart. Well, you know, sci-fi <laughs> has given way to, like, inventions in, in sci-fi have turned into real things. So maybe this, you know, could eventually happen. All right, so when you get the ants, are you just going into your backyard? Or uh, are there ants in your room, too? <laughs> yeah, yeah. For, for a while, they were in my room. We did have an ant problem, but we we... we <laughs> We have since bought a bunch of traps, killed the ants. So now I go outside, and then I have to like cup the ant in my hand for a while to get up to my room, <laughs> toss into the web. But I mean, it's it's I'm like now I'm a bit worried that I, I have to keep on feeding him if he is a brown recluse spider. Like, like I he yeah he'll get you don't want him to get pissed. Yeah, absolutely. He I'm expects to you to feed him now, and if you stop, he's gonna be mad. Yeah, or she. That ant, that ant, those ants sure don't know what's uh, coming for them, huh? When you grab them out of the soil. <laughs> hey, speaking of, do you sit, like? Oh, sorry. Go ahead, hmm. James. No, so I'm just, I just am blown. I think that's like, kind of like, um, weirdly, it's almost like you're the guy in Seven, but for ants, you know, <laughs> you're just like, you're like, I love it. Anyway, sorry. Well, Mike. you just mentioned a movie, Seven, and I'm going to mention uh, two movies related to ants. Weren't. Uh, a Bug's Life and the movie Ants both released like at the same time. One starred Woody Allen and one was yeah. Uh, I for, what was the other? who was, was Ants Woody Allen and a Bug's Dave Foley. No, oh, Mike, okay. it was Jerry Seinfeld. It wasn't Woody Allen. Isn't that oh a, no, it was it was Woody Allen. Was Woody Allen's a movie? A hundred percent. Oh fuck! So there's yeah. a Woody Allen Ant movie and a Jerry Seinfeld B movie. Absolutely. Yeah. What the hell? But what I've never seen ants, but the idea of so they just got like <laughs> any guy who's dated a teenager when he's forty should play a bug. <laughs> Chris D'Elia is going to make a movie about beetles. Yeah. <laughs> um, a Beatles world. <laughs> but imagine Woody Allen recording that bug movie in the studio, uh, presumably alone, because those things are usually done solo, and then seeing. The other bug movie just like, just like, eclipsed that ants movie completely. He must have been pissed. A hundred percent. Yeah, and but they're both like pretty like like uh, heavy movies for kids. I feel like the the ants movie Woody Allen one was all about like they were at war with the termites, and it was like he was he had post traumatic stress from like seeing his friend like get get destroyed or something. It was, it's been a while. <laughs> the, the only joke I remember from the ants movies that I loved as a kid is is there there's a picnic and they're trying to eat a sandwich in a Ziploc bag and they're like, 
oh, it's some sort of force field. And I remember like dying, like being <laughs> 10 years old. <laughs> and B-Movie, oh, I think, was a bomb uh, also. And I never saw it, but it. Uh, I remember seeing Jerry Seinfeld like heavily promoting it like on the late night circuit and doing like every talk show to promote b-movie and everyone or at least me maybe not everyone i was like oh <laughs> whatever he does after seinfeld is gonna be really good <laughs> <laughs> was that the first thing back <laughs> what came first the comedian documentary or b-movie anyway oh, around the you know what i comedian. think the first thing he i think you know what he did after seinfeld which is insane he did those credit card commercials with superman what? You already have like a billion dollars. What is wrong with yeah. you? Like, wouldn't you rather do like Larry David and make a cool show? You're already so rich. Wait, what? what what's <laughs> the premise of this commercial? Seinfeld's in a credit card commercial with Superman. Why did yeah. either of them need credit? Uh, it's true. Great point, Tim. Superman. Great point. He uh, didn't usually have to. I think people just gave him stuff. I mean, when you're as famous as Superman. But yeah, Seinfeld did those credit card commercials. Very similar to how Tina Fey, as soon as 30 Rock was over, was like, American Express. Like <laughs> 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 you have to. Oh, man. Oh, boy. So are you, are you kind of a, you were talking about like uh, cartoons, like are you, did you kind of like, were you like a sci-fi kid? You liked a lot of cartoons and like Pokemon, you were saying that kind of thing? Uh, I, I think so. Yeah. I, 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 to a degree, like I, I, I was never mm-hmm. like, I, I was never a very like studious kid, so I couldn't get too much into the lore. Like if there's too much mm-hmm. information about <laughs> gadgets or like too much background, mm-hmm. like I had a very surface level appreciation. Nice. So you didn't? Were you? Did you learn the? Sorry, go ahead. Did you Mike. learn the the language that they spoke in Inspector Gadget? <laughs> <laughs> you know how like J.R.R. Tolkien made up like elf or like Hobbit languages. I was just imagining that there's a special language for Inspector Gadget. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll cut that part. No, leave that. That's good. I mean, is he? Is it like a gadget? Is he speaking to Penny? In this? Like when would it so come like, up? So Inspector like, Gadget's like, hey, just binary code, just like a series of yeah. Oh, is it Go Go Gadget? Is that the language? Go, go, yeah. <laughs> Remember the fucking bad guy in Inspector Gadget? The fucking you just saw bad guy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But he was scary at a deep voice, and you just only saw his hand. And then I remember one episode, and uh, I think Penny finally saw the big chair and spun it around, and it was the hand, but it was attached to a bomb. Oh. It's kind of an elaborate trick there by the bad guy. Yeah. Well, that's a bad guy for you. They made an Inspector Gadget movie, I think, that was also really bad. Oh, God. Oh, right. That was like the the only... uh, they had like the McDonald's Happy Meal, uh, 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 like toys with that, and that was the only one where I collect every piece of like because there's like you could build Inspector Gadget. They had his arm and his legs, and I it was just the worst toy because you put them together and then like it just falls apart. Like they weren't really meant to be assembled. <laughs> that must have been around the time. So Matthew Broderick probably did the Inspector Gadget movie at the time that Sarah Jessica Parker was like. Just getting like critical acclaim for doing like Sex in the City, and so she was probably like the you know the toast of like cool like, entertainment. She's basically a sex symbol at this point, kind <laughs> and of. He's like, you know? I used to be Harry Bueller, and now I'm Inspector Gadget, <laughs> and no one respects me. Yeah, she seems too cool for him. No. <laughs> yeah, are, are they still together? 
I I don't know. We got to look this I up. But so. I feel like she must think about leaving him. And you know that he. I think James. We've talked about this briefly before on the show, and I don't think they mentioned this in Inspector Gadget. But Matthew Broderick, I think in the '90s, was sadly involved in a uh, fatal drunk driving accident in Ireland. Yeah, in like Ireland. Yeah, in Ireland. <laughs> I like that Tim knows it's in Ireland. Do they mention that in the Inspector Gadget movie? <laughs> well, I mean, that's why he had to be rebuilt uh, after the crash. Oh yeah, <laughs> that's why he had to have robotic legs and arms because you know. Go go gadget car. <laughs> uh-huh. Go go gadget, drive another drink. <laughs> yeah. Now go go gadget, drive. Yeah, interesting right. couple. <laughs> Tim, are you are you as excited as I am, and James maybe is for uh, for Canada Day uh, coming up? Oh yeah, I'm, I'm getting pumped. Uh, gonna have a gara- uh, a, a barbecue in the backyard, you know? <laughs> Grill a couple of dogs. Yeah, mm-hmm. I. I love it. I wonder if I'll ever go to a barbecue ever again, because I <laughs> my I don't have one here in my building. Uh, I don't think you can use them in the park, and I don't think I know many people who uh, will invite me to a barbecue. <laughs> <laughs> You're never going to eat barbecued meat again, Michael. What if I never eat barbecued meat again, or barbecued <laughs> corn? I used to love all the street festivals in Toronto. The oh, goddamn yeah. barbecued corn. <laughs> So, Tim, um, I'm looking at uh, the, the, your Skype video here. Not to change Mike's subject. I think that was a We're good We're not talking topic. about corn it anymore? Gave us a lot of, no? All right. It gave us a lot to go on and gave us a good 10 minutes there. Um, I'm looking at your bedroom, and uh, you got, I, I would say, at least at least two guitars. Uh, I got, uh, maybe three or four? A, a, a guitar and a bass guitar. So, oh, uh, yeah. sick. Whoa. Which do you prefer play, uh, playing more? Well, I, I so far I only know how to play uh, the bass. I'm working my way up in terms of strings. Okay, I feel like that's okay. That's the uh, <laughs> you, you know, graduate. I'll master four, <laughs> get to six. Uh, yeah, but I, had, I, I really. I also, mm. Oh no, go ahead. I also had a guitar and a bass guitar. Like I, I learned basic guitar and then I got a bit cocky and was like, I could do bass too. But then I only ever sort of got to the like dude. Like you know, oh, yeah, that's I mean, it wasn't sort of good on it. Yeah, I that's can do "Stand at? by Me" and "Blister in the Sun," <laughs> and that's pretty much it. <laughs> and it sucks. It's "Stand by Me." Do 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 do. Or is that something? No, that's something else. "Stand by Me" uh, is like I, when the night has come. But yeah, Tim. Oh yeah, it sucks do, that you've learned these do, two iconic do. busking songs at a time where busking is it's sort of not happening because you could have could have you know been busking the whole summer through. I feel like you can still busk. You could you could bus from a social distance. I, I guess mean, you can. Yeah. yeah. Have or busk online. Change. Oh, that's good. That's good. Have you thought about busking online? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Start a Twitch account. Busk. <laughs> Meet the man yeah. who made one million dollars by playing "Stand by Me." <laughs> <laughs> you don't tip. Although I will say, you don't typically see buskers playing an electric bass. No, I can't think it's of not- one. <laughs> You don't typically hear people just playing. But that's the one tough thing about when you're a bass player, I guess. You know, like if you sort of have someone over, like over to your house, like, you know, if you have a guitar, you can be like, hey, want me to play guitar for everybody? But less so, hey, want me to play bass for everybody? <laughs> are you, were you ever in like a band or are you just, just sort of getting started with guitar? 
uh, I yeah, I've been. I, I was in a bunch of bands like in middle school and high school. Uh, uh, like, uh, uh, yeah, I was in a like uh, I started in a punk rock band. We were called the Sinister Saints, but like we were really bad. It's like middle school punk rock. We had a song about <laughs> beef chow mein and stuff. Uh, Did you record anything? Because those those recordings would be amazing. Oh, never gonna see the light of day. We definitely we we, ha- we have a couple of, like recordings, but it's truly truly awful. Uh, uh, yeah, I was in a band once in middle school. I I started playing the drums. I used to play the drums for like two years, and then I got pneumonia, and my band formed a new band without me. Uh, in the two weeks that I was sick with pneumonia. Oh no! And like it, it I stopped playing the drums because of that. Like I was. Oh god! As a kid, I remember being so heartbroken. Like. I think what hurts the most is I guess they just didn't think I was gonna like pull through. They had no confidence. Like, <laughs> like you're gonna die for. from pneumonia. <laughs> band. Let's write a tribute song. I, like, yeah. Wow. Um, and because drummers are hard, I remember like trying to put together bands in high school, and like no one had drums. Like a drummer is like very hard to find. So I, you would think they would have like stuck by you through thick and thin, but they just didn't. <laughs> I know they they, they gave immediately. <laughs> they, they had to go to school and practice their new band, and it was like it became really obvious because my bandmates were all my friends, and we used to hang out after school. And all of a sudden, they'd be like, um, "We'll we'll be there in an hour." Like, "Where are you? What are you guys doing?" And then you could hear from outside. We'd hang out outside the school, and you could hear a band practice going on inside the school. Like it was. They tried oh, to keep it a secret. Man. It was real when bad. you came back to school, did they change the name? <laughs> uh, yeah, they did. I forget what their what their new name. We were the Sinister Saints, and then they changed it. And then eventually, they felt bad a couple years down the road and like let me back in the band as a oh, as a man. pianist. I played keyboards, <laughs> but I I don't know how to play keyboards. So like the guitarist <laughs> would sh- like show me a couple keys, and it was a nightmare. Uh, God, that's. Oh, they were, they were cubensis. That's what they called. Uh, like what, the what was active that? Cubensis. It was okay. like the active huh. ingredient in magic mushrooms. And we had <laughs> done drugs at this point in our lives. That's so, so funny. When you returned to school after you were briefly sick with pneumonia, were your bandmates like, what? He's alive. <laughs> like, <Yeah>. Lazarus. <laughs> it's like in Castaway when Tom Hanks is, when Helen Hunt is married Chris Noth. Because she assumed Tom Hanks had died. Yeah. Oh, no. So it might have been really, like, emotional. Like, yeah. oh, my God. And they're all crying. And yeah. James, that's a castaway uh, spoiler that I wish spoiler. you had. I'm sorry. I should have said yeah. spoiler alert. Yeah. Shit. Yeah. Um, is there... Do, so, do drummers have, like, a stereotype? Like, are there, are there stereotypes for each instrument? Uh, I feel like... I feel, yeah, right? I'm sure there are. Like, are drummers the dumb one? Or is that the bass guitar? I think drummers are in general considered to be like dumb guys because they just hit things, like yeah. hit things with other things. I, I feel like every bass player I've ever met has a ponytail, or at least, at least if you are a musician and you have a ponytail, there's a good chance it's bass. Yeah, <laughs> does that seem right? That makes sense to me. I I was yeah I was watching a a, a band pre COVID. I, I remember, and everyone had uh, long hair. Uh, oh, I, I totally forget the observation I was going to make. Some of oh the keyboardists, the keyboardists like have the longest of hair because like everyone's like jamming like really hard, but he wasn't doing much. But it, like his head was going wild. I don't know. He had to compensate to be as rock and roll as the yeah. rest of the members. Are there any popular rock bands right now? 
Imagine Dragons. Oh, man, they suck. <laughs> <laughs> we were just saying uh, in the intro, Tim, that because <clears throat> I guess the Junos uh, happened virtually last night. Uh, Brian Adams won Adult Contemporary <laughs> Album of the Year. So, oh, wow. <laughs> shout out to Brian Adams. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's it's definitely like songs <laughs> off that album are definitely the songs of the summer, I would say. It's really distracting from COVID because we're all just singing these Brian Adams songs we can't stop listening I, to. Not stop. Didn't he like get canceled or something recently? Or, yeah. Or, yes. He was trending for some reason. I don't even remember. Yeah, he, he blamed a certain uh, portion of the population for uh, COVID-19 and uh, it didn't go well. Oh. Yeah. Well. But it, it was not on the album. There's not a song about it. <laughs> He's a skit. He has a spoken word uh, <laughs> diatribe. <laughs> Brian Al- his new album had yeah, each song was uh, divided by a skit. Uh, they were very good. <laughs> he uh, went after Rock, uh, you know, it shouldn't just be hip hop artists who have a monopoly on skits in between songs. Brian Adams should start doing sketches in his album, you know? <laughs> or like if I'd the Rolling Stones his, record... I guess right-wing sense of humor. Yeah. <laughs> if the Rolling Stones ever make a new album, it'd be great to hear some yeah. 80-year-old Englishman do like a little skit between songs. Um. <laughs> yeah. It'd be sort of like the two Ronnies or something. You know, it'd be like really hammy, like 1960s-style British comedy. Like, hey, Keith, what's that on your head? <laughs> well, Mick, it's, uh, you know... It's a frog. It's a VR helmet. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. We're having fun. Uh, so, Tim, just off mic before, um, we were talking, and uh, you were supposed to, at this time, I mean, today you're having a great time uh, being interviewed on one of the, the biggest podcasts in uh, Canada, hell, the entire yeah. English-speaking world. But is it true <laughs> that you, you were supposed to be in production for season two of Tall Boys, your CBC uh, sketch show at this moment yeah at this at this very moment we yeah. were supposed to be in the midst of it but uh yeah now i'm in core in covid teen uh. <laughs> <laughs> are you and the guys trying to find a vaccine together so that you can get back in you know, <laughs> shooting the show i mean what's what's happened that's the plan we've been we've been troubleshooting a bunch <laughs> testing them on Goulet or uh, our tallest member and he, he's actually grown in height but has become very ill. But oh, I think no. we, we get to it. That's the last thing he needs. <laughs> How tall is Guled? Six eight. It's amazing. I, I miss. It's been wow. so long since I've seen him. I can't wait to look look gaze upon his giant <laughs> stature. Have you guys not even um, met in a, a park since? Like people are sort of allowed to kind of be near each other. Uh, well, I think we're 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 hanging out tomorrow because his birthday, oddly enough, is Canada Day. One one reason the the holiday is so hey, near and dear to my heart is it's the day that this giant came into my life. It's great, uh, yeah. So I, we're gonna. I think we're, we might see each other outside in the park, which is nice. One nice. thing I do resent about Canada Day, though, or just any holidays, is I feel like <laughs> the fireworks are never like uh, are, are never relegated to the day itself. You get like a week of like people doing early fireworks, and after like I live next to a park, and I'm. Like I feel like we're just recovering from May two for a weekend. But they're, they're still <laughs> yeah. going. Yeah, I've heard some for the past two nights in my neighborhood. Some people like re- rehearsing for Canada Day. I guess. Oh God. <laughs> I yeah, like yeah. fireworks are fun, but if you're really into them, you're weird. Yeah. Like it's a weird kind of guy. Yeah, 
I didn't grow up in a fireworks family, so I never, I don't know how to do how to do them. Uh, but everyone else I know seems to have been like, oh yeah, we were always just throwing fireworks around, and I don't know. I can cut. That I mean, out. It's, it's nice to, to to make something explode. But yeah. I, yeah, I've always been like, I love professional fireworks. Like you go, oh yeah, and then like that's amazing. But like, yeah, I, I get tired of of. Uh, Once you buy it, like Walmart suck. Yeah, absolutely. But just, you're right. It, like I remember, I remember when I was a kid. I'm older than you, Tim. But there was like there used to be an Ontario place, like the Symphony of Fire. They called. It. Oh, it was and like it was sponsored. And sponsored by cigarette Symphony company. Symphony and Hires, right? Yes. <laughs> and I went. It was the best. Like you'd go to Ontario place in the summer, and then all these countries would compete with like oh, their yeah. fireworks. Yeah. And it was nuts. It was amazing. I, I saw. I don't do that anymore. Montreal's version of that, like. Two summers ago, yeah, where they have the different countries, and apparently it was like synced to a radio station. Like you can turn on the radio, <laughs> and there's music <laughs> that the fireworks are exploding with. It's it's almost like Guitar Hero, but I, but I mean like wow. the whole nother well, it's level of just maybe it was Oh, yeah, is that the Quebec man. national anthem? It is. <laughs> as far as I'm concerned, if they separate, it yeah, it could be. <laughs> um, I th- think it was in the news a few weeks ago. The uh, out of Quebec, the voice actor, the French Canadian voice actor who did the voice of Homer Simpson for years, sadly passed away. And oh, no. I guess he was sort of famous in Quebec, but that is a f- whole funny like ecosystem of like French Canadian actors who just. I think they were assigned, like, that guy was Homer Simpson for life. And there's, like, a guy who's, like, there's one French guy who's, like, always Robert De Niro. Or, like, someone's oh, always, yeah. uh, <laughs> I don't know, uh, Michelle Pfeiffer or something. What a <laughs> weird thing to have that's your job. And they're, they're just this big celebrity. Like, they, people know their faces, too. Like, I if they're just so. doing the voice, like, yeah. oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. I'm pretty sure, even though, you know, there's a lot more people in English Canada than Quebec, I'm pretty sure Quebec has a way better entertainment just like industry than the english canada does. <laughs> like you I, I feel like there's more people making a living and like being stars in quebec than the rest of canada oh yeah i think they have it worked <laughs> out um and on a similar quebec note i'm gonna keep going uh i was okay i was okay. tweeting on the weekend about snl quebec are you familiar with snl quebec tim did you know this from you solely okay uh, I, I th- <laughs> oh I think wow I, you've tweeted about it i feel like you've shared like their their <laughs> opening intro yeah <laughs> so i think for three years i think it was like 2014 to 2017 uh and it was officially like franchised from snl hq snl quebec existed and it was hosted by quebec celebrities and had quebec musicians on <laughs> For the very first episode, they did, I think, like a word-for-word translation of that famous uh, Shweddy Ball sketch that, like, Alec Baldwin did. Oh, yeah. <laughs> which I can't imagine it having the same, like, just landing the same way with French, <laughs> in French Canada. Um, and there is a, yeah, there's a video of it online. But also, I was reading that to drum up excitement before they launched SNL Quebec, they sent the, the French-Canadian cast to new york to 30 rockefeller uh to to the studio to do some like press stuff and to shoot little interviews with the american cast of snl and i like what were the american cast thinking when these like (laughs) quebecers showed up and were like hey we're just like you huh (laughs) 
Well, I just looked up and sweaty balls in French is balancer. Balancer. <laughs> huh. Well, good luck making a Wait, name out of that. Yeah, I mean, does does the wordplay even work? I mean, I don't. Th- I guess he, his last name would have to be Anser. <laughs> and also, at the start of the show, instead of like live from New York, it's Saturday night. They're like, live at Mo- at Montreal is samedi soir. What was most of the show? Literally just translating american sketches it wasn't like their own material i think they did occasionally yeah. they occasional translations but a lot of um <clears throat> original material and from what i've seen on youtube it's like 12 minute long sketches about like the montreal canadians <laughs> <laughs> oh boy they redo the making copies guy yes <laughs> they're the copy i mean if it's montreal i I'd, I'd be curious to see what is their uh their like I wonder what the barometer Quebec uh, SNL compared to normal SNL of their old racist sketches, like <laughs> which, which, which were worse. I feel like Quebec might have taken it even from the short. Uh, Every run. sketch is canceled. <laughs> Every single one. Oh man, were you were you or the Tall Boys supposed to be like at Just for Laughs this summer? Did you know if that was happening? No, or? not not this summer. But were you there last year? Or yeah, yeah. Good, good dot. I never made the cut. Was, was it, it fun? Did you have a good time? Uh, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> was um when you shot season one, Tim? Was it like was it kind of what you expected shooting a shooting your own sketch show, or was it a lot different, or was it weirder? Uh, I mean, I, I guess it was a uh, uh it, it was it was weird. I mean, going from like just doing like weird commercial things and 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 not being like the reason everyone's there and like. Re- responsible for all the material like it, it, it it's right. super surreal to be like oh this is my idea we're bringing it to life but then it's also nice to be a uh, top dog on set you know uh <laughs> yeah or I, did you take I advantage number... order people around tell people their shit were you a yeah. tyrant <laughs> absolutely at least within the, the tall boys there's the hierarchy oh, nice. of the the call sheet and i i feel like it completely changed the dynamic like Gulad's Usually the alpha, he's, he's the tallest, but Vance was yeah. number one on that sheet, you know. Ooh. All of a sudden, things were different. Did they alternate the, who was number one? Oh, no. It, it stayed the same. It stayed the same for the whole... Oh, shit. I what think number I was, were you? I was two or three. I, I was, okay, I was, not bad. I was close, you know. Nice. <laughs> yeah, because I feel like on a commercial, the actors are like, no one care, cares at all. They're just kind of meat that's yeah. there. Like, I think it's kind of depressing. It's like even... Can you, get paid pretty okay for doing a commercial but it's still like you feel like a loser even being there but at least yeah on a tv show that must be kind of fun like you know it's like you're 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 the big shot (laughs) what's your favorite uh tim like can you think of commercials you're like i i love that fucking commercial like i'll give you guys an example (laughs) again this might be too old for tim but you remember there was like a coffee commercial with the british dude from buffy the vampire slayer um, what the hell was it for? It was I like, it was they, Maxwell they made, like, House, wasn't it? That could be right. Um, I'm going to just going to Google here. Sexy coffee commercial <laughs> because it was like this British guy and this British woman. And they had this ongoing love affair for years. Uh, it might've been, damn, you, you might be right. It might've been Maxwell House, but oh, geez, I just Googled sexy coffee commercial trying to find it. And one of the things that popped up was this Nespresso commercial is going to give you a boner. <laughs> Stepmom and for. son enjoy coffee together. 
<laughs> yeah, like that weird thing is just goes over to commercials. Uh, oh man, I'm gonna teach you how to drink coffee. Yeah, but anyway, these guys had a whole sexy story, and that it would always be like, oh. I am good to see you again. Yes, thank you so much. Would you like a coffee? And then that would just be the commercial. And then they'd bump into each other again. It would kind of end with, but I'd love a cup of your coffee. (laughs) Oh, okay. I'm going to find this to you and send it to you, Tim. It was like an ongoing, almost like a soap opera kind of um, like romance, like a simmering (laughs) romance about two people who drank very bad coffee, I think. I, yeah, I don't yes. know how I, how I feel about like commercials with a, a cinematic universe, uh, <laughs> except for that. The, what was that? The Can you hear me now, guy? Where like he was on like Verizon or whatever, and then went to A and T and T, or yeah, the guy was. Can you hear me now? Can you hear me now? Like, oh, but, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> by the way, I looked it up. It, they were Taster's Choice commercials. Taster's Choice. <laughs> and, yeah, and it would be kind of like. You know, yeah, he would just always kind of mention Taster's Choice coffee. Anyway, that's and, a good you know was, brand. Yeah. Taster's Choice, the tasters like it. I mean, that's I, who cares what yeah. the president thinks. Okay, no, it's a great <laughs> point because it's like if literally the tasters are choosing this. Come on, didn't if I remember it's correctly, that series of ads ended up with like it was like this whole like will they won't they thing building up for years. Oh yeah, and the final um, commercial was they finally slept together. And ended up the guy was really bad in bed, and he didn't know he didn't know how to you know please a woman. Yeah, or it kind of like it the ne- they the, the one commercial ends with them kind of going to bed, and then the next commercial is he, they're lying there, and he's got his head in his hands, and he's like couldn't he didn't get it up yeah before, and she's like look it happens to everyone, he's like oh I need a taste choice coffee, and then he spills the coffee all I over mean, his sh- dick or some Nespresso. Yeah. Nespresso will give you a boner. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh man, I think uh, I think my favorite uh, commercial, uh, w- uh, which just created an, an anthem uh, for young Canadian youth, was the Yop commercial. Do you remember the one, the oh, Yop commercial shit. with the big mouth, where it's like, "Give me Yop, me mama, <laughs> when the morning yes! comes." Yes, I mean that was that, that's a great song. Oh yeah, that's I, a me and my band song. played a cover of that. I mean, it, it's a classic. <laughs> I, I used to drink Yop too. I haven't thought about Yop for years, and now I feel sick. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> that, I, Tim, I can't, that was like such a good pull. That was such a good song. I can't drink Yop. I've got like a I'm lactose intolerant, and like mm. Yop gives me like instant diarrhea. I remember like <laughs> wanting it so bad as a kid because of that commercial, and then getting it one time, drinking it in the morning, and then I couldn't go to school. It just ruined the day. Like. Is that when Just you realize, like, oh, advertising is is false? <laughs> this thing I wanted like to love. To the st- <laughs> you're like walking to the store in a good mood. Give me yup, man, mama, yup, man, mama. And you're like drinking the yup. Woo! Love that song. And then you go to school. Who oh, no! <laughs> oh man! Make it stop, me, mama. Stop, me, mama. <laughs> I uh, I was talking yeah, uh, yeah. to my brother the other day about a memory we had of uh, so I don't think I'm lactose intolerant but I remember distinctly one time years ago going to a Blue Jays game when my family lived in Oshawa and we drove in uh, me and my brothers and I got like a soft serve ice cream cone at the Sky Dome <laughs> and then <laughs> on the drive back I had like an insane like my very bad stomach pains 
and we had to like get off the highway and go to some like gas station bathroom because I had to have like terrible ice cream diarrhea from the Blue Jays game. But it was like very touch and go where it, I, I was very close to just like shitting in the car. <laughs> It would have been. It would have sucked if you had to do it. You know, had to time it to the game. Like if you still had to go oh, yeah. at the game and you had to wait for a home run or something. So everyone's like, "Yeah, fireworks!" And then you just. <sighs> oh man, these are. Uh... Did you ever, did you ever did you ever go to baseball games as a kid or see anything like Tim? Did you ever go to the Blue Jays or anything? Yeah, a few times. Uh, I, yeah. I I don't. I can't think of any interesting stories. I I'm mm. I, I'm someone who finds baseball pretty boring but i mean it's, yeah. it's a nice time to be there and like hang out in the stands uh i think it is like, even if it's a boring game it is kind of fun yeah you're kind of hanging out there drinking like the most expensive beer yeah <laughs> i sometimes get scared a ball's gonna hit me in the head oh yeah i if mean you're they, sort they of close it is scary what's yeah they go flying I saw a. Um, I'm, what, I think a main memory I have from going to a Blue Jays game as a kid was I sat in the upper deck on a summer day, <laughs> and it was really hot, and no one was really up there, and there was like kind of a a weird rural Ontario redneck dude in like a tank top, and he seemed drunk and high, and he was doing the worst chant ever by himself, and he just goes, "Let's go Blue Jays." Blue Jays, let's go by himself. <laughs> and it, it was not ca- pe- catching on. That's it. Wasn't catching on. I don't know if he hoped the lower decks would hear him and start being like, hey, that guy's on to something. Did he inspire the um, team to uh, to turn the game around? <laughs> <laughs> like, hey, that's sad. Yeah, he did. Carlos Delgado <laughs> looked up and was like, what's that I hear? Huh. Hey, this guy's, this guy's all right. I will say the the chants and the waves are my favorite part of of the Blue Jay. You know, just just getting to uh, go wild with the crowd. A, a wave yeah. honestly brings me so much joy. Seeing it move around, <laughs> I, I think that was like the main part I went to games for. Oh, nice. What's the last? I'm trying to think. The last like professional sports event I went to would have been last summer. I went to see a. TFC game. Well, I saw a Jays game, TFC, but I think the final one I saw was what's the rugby team called? The oh, the Wolfpack. The Wolf I went Pack. to one of those games. That was fun. That was an insane experience because these like drunk men from England had flown in to to Toronto to see this game of rugby. Like, uh, and they were having a great time. It seemed getting very sunburned. <laughs> I went to a soccer game last year, too, a TFC game, and that is wild. They have, like, a section where people just stand and, like, they have their, like, fan groups. And I guess they're all just men who are, I don't know, need to let loose because they, like, (laughs) look like a normal 50-year-old men. But they have their shirts off. They're standing and screaming the whole time. And they have, like, almost, like, uh, sort of testosterone masculine cheerleaders in each of the section like with megaphones like encouraging chants yeah um yeah it was nuts but some of the chants were were cool but then one group had like this sort of uncomfortable 16 year old boy leading the chants and no one was listening to him no one was the last i i I, I, mm. but i sort of thought like i think i get it like i think i could be a soccer hooligan (laughs) <laughs> like watching these guys just go to this thing and lose it, I thought, "Fuck!" If I have kids and whatever, I think I could go lose it at a soccer game. I mean, that yeah, that seems like a good time. Yeah, I don't know. What's That's the last what like, professional like the sporting event? To... <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry, I cut you off. Tim. I'm, what, what? I was going to say, what's the last like 
real sporting event you saw before the world changed for for the worse? Oh, that's a good question. I don't. I have no idea. It's been like <laughs> years since I've seen a, uh, a sporting event. I uh, I don't know. I I I I'm big on to watching like I watched like skateboarding uh uh online. <laughs> not in person the skate league because this was the year skateboarding was supposed to go to the olympics and i was, I was oh. <laughs> it's like the first time i've ever been stoked to watch the olympics uh <laughs> are you a skater uh i can't i i can't really skate uh i can do an ollie <laughs> but um, i i think it's cool <laughs> <laughs> that's cool i remember like skate the skateboarding videos were a big thing right did you did you yeah. watch those like I feel like they were like almost like snuff films. Like they'd hand around like VHS of like skateboarding, Spaces of Death, and the best of Tony Hawk all on one video. <laughs> Tony Hawk is doing those master class. He's doing like a, a Tony Hawk teaches skateboarding master class like uh, lecture that you can buy. But isn't that oh, wow. the kind of thing you have to kind of figure out on your own? I don't know. A hundred percent. I feel like skateboarding, it's all like mind over matter. You, you just have to like throw yourself down a, a, a set of stairs <laughs> and like believe. <laughs> and like, I, I never had that like courage to actually go for it. Like that, yeah. A video is not going to help. What's longboarding? Is that just it's a longer skateboard? Or is yeah. it lawnboarding? I don't even know what the oh, f- hell it is. Well, yeah, it's long. It's a longer skateboarding. And that's all about – it's like it's more like surfing. They just go down hills and like try and – turn the carve the board around like <laughs> so it's just like a challenge to turn yeah <laughs> i'm a like I'm, I'm on this big dumb skateboard trying to turn it yeah. that's interesting so skateboarding they should make a small skateboard they got a long one how about a short board i think uh, i've almost heard that foot. exists <laughs> <laughs> if there's anyone who's a real skateboarder listening to this right now they are so mad <laughs> <laughs> These posers going up. <laughs> so this year, skateboarding was supposed to be at the. Was it supposed to be the Tokyo Olympics? Is that was was good. Yeah, was yeah. Happen? <laughs> you said that like there's Olympics this year in Tokyo and London. <laughs> <laughs> but what other like I know that they have been trying to. People have petitioned the Olympics to make like um, esports an official Olympic event, but I don't think it's happened. It's probably not going to happen. Who knows? God, that, uh, <laughs> do you do you watch uh, that, Tim? Esports? Uh, no, I have some friends who are really big into it, but I yeah, I haven't watched many esports. But I mean, Sometimes. I feel like it'd be an interesting energy to bring to the Olympic Village because this supposed <laughs> to be like really horny. Uh, is it just like inviting yeah. a bunch of virgins to hang out? <laughs> That's so like true. the most like because yeah, it's all like the most fit, hot young people, like super athletes, are having sex, and then there'd be like. A group of 10, 17-year-olds being like, Aye. And I, what, I, I do enjoy that, like, esports, like, you don't go by your name. They all have to go by their gamer tag. So it'd be like, vengeance. And it's just like, <laughs> the scrawniest 14-year-old boy. <laughs> and I guess they would have to do, like, are there, per- are there performance-enhancing, like, um, reflex-enhancing drugs <laughs> that a gamer can take to Adderall? give them an edge? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, just just their ADD meds. I don't know. <laughs> hmm. Oh boy, Olympics! I lived in Calgary during the 1988 Olympics, and uh, uh, I uh, saw the torch go by. And uh, I don't, I don't care about the Olympics. 
Thank you. <laughs> so, uh, the setting of Cool Runnings. The setting oh, of Cool Runnings. In Calgary, Calgary really? Oh, okay. yeah. That Olympics. John Candy. It inspired two classic movies, or I guess one. Cool Runnings, and then a movie about Eddie the Eagle, who was a, a British skier who was terrible, but he was like a joke skier. Cool Runnings is the one to focus on, though. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Eddie, that, that came out like a couple years ago with that British guy. Yeah. I, I don't know his name. He's got a weird <laughs> face. <laughs> I remember uh, in when I was in uh, like fifth grade, one of my friend's parents like started this program, Adopt an, Adopt an Olympian or something, where it's like the school would raise money for, for athletes who are trying to go to the Olympics. And we had this one guy, a freestyle skier. Uh, he never made it to the Olympics, but he sent us a pair of skis. But uh, <laughs> I think he's all right. Damn. It's hard. A, a, a friend, a guy, my friend's friend's sister won <laughs> gold in trampoline. Wow. That's awesome. I think gold. She won an award. I just saw it on Facebook. <laughs> oh, it was a... Rosie McLennan, I think. Okay. Yep. Is there? That's fucking crazy to like train your life for a crazy sport like that. I mean, it worked for her, yeah. but shit. Yeah, like you really gotta hope you nail it if you're going for like trampoline. So does that mean I, that's the one that seems very hard? Like, and it's all about landing. Yeah. And I feel like there's so many variables on a trampoline. <laughs> yeah, and there's men and women's trampoline. I wonder if being like a male like trampoline star, if that gets you the kind of like attention that other athletes get, like if. You're like, hey, there goes that guy. He's really good at trampolining. He he gets all the girls. <laughs> you know what? I feel like Canada, especially in the summer games, wins so few gold medals. Anything we win, people would be like, yes. You know what I mean? Yes. Like, I remember, I don't know, some guy won in judo. Like, Or no, who was it? It was in the winter ones. And I think a woman won in biathlon. I think it's called that weird one where you ski and shoot. Yeah. And everyone's like, well, we're the best at that. <laughs> Never heard of it prior to the Olympics, but yeah. <laughs> um, have any of us, uh, Tim? Are you going to eat on a patio? Or are you going to going to are you going to wait a bit before you go and enjoy one of Toronto's uh, f- fantastic pubs or restaurants? <laughs> That's the thing, you know. I, I've I've gotten big into the Uber Eats in, in quarantine, where I'm like, mm-hmm. I don't need to go to a restaurant ever again. Like right. the, the reason I want to go to a restaurant is to not cook. I don't really care about the atmosphere, especially right. if it's a patio. Mm-hmm. That's outside. I can eat outside at home. Right. <laughs> you don't That's miss true. the uh, the mystery and the romance of going to a uh, uh, Jack Astor's or to a uh, <laughs> let me think a pizza place or something. You don't miss. Uh... I do miss pizza, pizza. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I mean that a was good an atmosphere. Queen and Bathurst pizza, pizza. <laughs> you know what I had the other day, and this was in a park. My brother picked up some uh, two-for-one pizza, a uh, Toronto uh, chain. I haven't had that in years. I couldn't get over how delicious it was. It was all about the sauce. Honestly, yeah, two-for-one is my favorite go-to order pizza. Like, I couldn't yeah. believe really? how, what I've been missing for all these years. Yeah. I think my go-to is Cora's. Oh, I've, I've, oh, Cora's. Cora. Yeah, or no, isn't that the one on Harvard and Spadina? You know, there's those two there. And oh, Papacheo yeah, and Cor- one, uh, Cora's, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And one of them sold drugs. Oh, yeah, got yeah. In trouble for, the, for it. No, wasn't that? It might have been Cora's. Wasn't that Gigi's Pizza that was like. 
Oh, Pizza Gigi. Pizza Gigi. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. And they sold drugs. Yeah. yeah everyone was going in without and not leaving without pizza or whatever. That's how they knew. <laughs> <laughs> Will you go to a drive-through? Uh, theater. I think the city's opening up all these drive-through theaters, and they're talking about like drive-through music concerts or comedy shows. I'm. Uh, oh wow. Okay. Oh, First of all, for movies, what are they going to do? Like show the one, like just the new John Stewart movie on on a loop, irresistible, <laughs> a drive-through theater. I'm not going to go. You know, I went to a drive-through uh, la- a drive-in movie a year ago, and the car I was using, I hadn't really. I, I was borrowing it. And, um, you know, I go to the drive-in, there's a bunch of cars there. It's like, oh, this is so fun, so quaint, it's dark, you know, in the country, there's this big screen, like, this is going to be great. And then to to get the audio, you have to leave the car running. Oh, oh yeah. And in this, so, so the car's running, <laughs> and the movie's about to start, it's dark, you know, obviously, and I can't, I can't figure out how to turn the lights off. In the car, oh, it's like I, I borrowed the car, and it's like there's there's no button, there's no little switch on the little stick on the side. Like Are people I'm, honking at you, like so turn stressed. off the fucking lights. <laughs> uh, and yeah, and there's like I'm with a girl, and I'm so stressed that I'm bu- ruining it for everyone. And the movie's starting, and my lights are just shining on the screen, and I got so stressed that even though I had paid, I backed up and drove away <laughs> oh man and left so you didn't get to see the uh, worst oh. you didn't get to watch uh the irishman or <laughs> was yeah i i have but i have had one successful drive-in movie i did see sully in the oh, drive-in, wow. <laughs> which you really got to see on a big screen you know underneath the stars was it inspiring to drive after because i mean he's a pilot it's yeah. not quite the same thing but Get oh, behind totally the wheel the after seeing back. a film like that. Yeah, you're driving along the road and you're imagining you're landing. You know, I'm Sully. <laughs> yeah. Did you drive out of the oh, city, man. James, specifically because you heard like, "Whoa, can't miss this." They're playing Sully at the drive-in. <laughs> <laughs> I happened to be out of the city and in the town. There had they had a drive-in. That's really what were people happened. in the. Gotta co- say, I'm pumped for Tom Hanks' career. Uh, career to return to acting post covid like i feel like this is a new chapter in, uh, oh he's gonna do some 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 doctor he's gonna play fauci or something or, yeah or the guy who makes the uh vaccine he'll play him <laughs> i think the rock should play fauci in a biopic of uh of dr <laughs> fauci personally um james were people in the cars i know you're not a nosy guy a gearhead well no no okay. i know you're gearhead but were people were the cars rocking back and forth during Sully? Because that's what people do at drive-ins, right? <laughs> do people get turned on? Yeah, well, uh, you know, it, it it was. I mean, it it was basically an erotic thriller. <laughs> so yeah, like you know, as Aaron Eckhart and Tom Hanks are discussing their plans for the trial, you would see, you know, in the minivan next to me. A lot of a lot of bouncing back and forth. Mm. Oh yeah, people slipping the goose in the engine. If you know what I mean. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, that's true. There was people rocking cars, and then you'd see men who came alone, and they were getting so horny with nothing to do, so they were having sex with the tailpipe. <laughs> <laughs> Just single men sitting in cars, masturbating, to watching Sully. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. I was just reminded yeah. of how I had a a great aunt. 
whose na- great aunt Anne, oh. who looked like Roy Orbison, including the sunglasses. <laughs> <laughs> wow, with the name Great Aunt Anne, I was really expecting uh, Christy Brinkley or something. <laughs> and it was it only like after Roy Orbison, huh? Only after she died did my brother and I both realize, like, did Aunt Anne always remind you of Roy Orbison? Um, <laughs> but she was married to a French Canadian retired truck driver. And they were like quite old, like late seventies, early eighties, or something. And they had a big RV p- parked in their backyard in Quebec. And uh, they definitely had. So they're very old, and they definitely had a "If this van's rocking, don't bother knocking" sticker on the back of the <laughs> RV, which I didn't understand as a kid. And in retrospect, it's just it's it's not it doesn't bear thinking about. Do you think they <laughs> bought it? Did they buy the sticker or was the sticker on I it? I think Great Uncle John had kind of a dirty sense of humor because we found some, they had an eight track oh player God. in their RV and <laughs> they had like really dirty comedy eight tracks. <laughs> oh my God. And they're in their late 70s. Yeah, yeah. What were the eight tracks? Do you remember? I think it was like, <laughs> what the heck was it? Like maybe like Buddy Hackett. There was someone. Um, Maybe McLean and McLean, the famous Canadian dirty musical comedy duo. <laughs> and I Bowser and Blue. I forget who it was, but it was like some American nightclub act that was like just filthy. And I was like a kid. I didn't even know. Anthony Di- uh, I didn't know what Dice sex play. was. And I, I listened to a, like an eight track about one of the bits included the phrase skull fucking. And I was like, what is this? <laughs> <laughs> Are you kidding me? Whoa. So the what perfect- did Uncle John? Yeah. What did Uncle John look like? So she looks like Roar Orbison. She she marries great uncle John who's horny as hell. He was a French Canadian retired truck driver covered in tattoos. He had had five or six heart attacks and he was a chain smoker. Wow. Bald and wore like blue tinted sunglasses. <laughs> wow, how weird that he's a sex freak. That's nuts. Yeah. Was your did your aunt I mean, I'm sorry for getting really personal. <laughs> did she read as kind of a wild woman? Or oh yes, yeah, she had had really. There were stories that we heard afterwards that she like she used to work at the perfume counter at the whatever department <laughs> store in Montreal and was known for being like <laughs> for having any men she wanted. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, Roy Orbison had the same problem yep. when he was in the Traveling Wilburys. Yep. He, you know, really could have had any of them. Yeah. Oh boy. Sorry for that detour, My guys. My lord. I, I loved that That's detour. Great. That was yeah. really eye-opening. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Was the, were, the, were the comedy albums sort of like an aphrodisiac to get the van rocking <laughs> Maybe, <after>? yeah. <laughs> Just get you in the mood. Damn. So, That's the horniest great aunt and great uncle story I've ever heard. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They, uh, yeah. Did you have any really horny relatives, uh, Tim, that you can think of? <laughs> I remember meeting my great aunt in Jamaica. She had a mustache, but I, I, she just wasn't that horny. <laughs> Do you think it was related to the mustache? <laughs> oh, my God. <sighs> yeah, I don't even, I don't think I have a great aunt or uncle Do your that I-, I know of. Were your Irish relatives horny, James? <laughs> well, actually, yeah, because they were all... Well, I, it's hard to say because they're all Catholic and had like 14 kids. So, I mean, right. maybe they're horny or maybe that was just every time they did it. Maybe send a group email to oh, your yeah. relatives. And that, that seems like restraint, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know, no protection. Yeah. That's the dumbest rule. 
don't use protection and just have 10 kids. It's yeah. Fine. Like, what the fuck? I understand, you know, maybe following some rules of religion, I guess, if it's important to you, but that one's really going to mess up your life. If you have 12 kids and you live in rural Ireland in like 1910 or something. Anyway. Yeah, I love it that, that God's just a, a bro, too. God hates condoms just as much as everyone else. <laughs> yeah. You've got to burr about it, bro. <laughs> the rarely discussed 11th commandment. <laughs> yeah. No domes. <laughs> it just feels more natural to not. <laughs> <laughs> when you put a jimmy on, it doesn't feel the same. I remember once in like grade seven or eight, a guy, like a my friend, a guy, a mysterious guy, you know, like a kid in my class was like, I got condoms, and then all the boys were like curious, and he he gave us like sh- uh, sheepskin condoms, which seemed like a weird what entry point. Is that real? Yeah, those exist. If because people, if you're allergic to uh, latex, or if you just prefer making an animal suffer so you can have sexual pleasure. <laughs> <laughs> have either of you guys well, did you use it mike well, we gotta know well i was like ten, nine or ten years old so i didn't know no oh. i mean i looked at it which is <laughs> arguably weirder like i i, ins- <laughs> I, ins- I inspected it <laughs> are sheep seen condoms are they edible is that like just an empty sausage <laughs> You can put them away in like cold storage in the winter, like a fur coat, kind of. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that's gross. Did, Sheepskin did, is that? Did they? Was that the first kind of condom? Did the old in the olden days? Did they fashion? Uh, it must probably <laughs> must have been right. <laughs> I wonder. I wonder who first thought of of using a condom. <laughs> you know, I think like the first humans. <laughs> <laughs> they kind of figured it out. Oh no, um, Tim! Would you take an injection, uh, a male birth control injection? If, if, if are those available? Are you now? offering one? Yeah, each of our guests we always offer. <laughs> yeah, are those up and running at this point? But but would you take that if you t- had to take re- it every six months or something? I uh, yeah, I remember hearing about the. I I, I maybe I don't know. You know. I, I, you know, condoms work for me. I don't. I don't have a much of an issue. <laughs> if, you know, they're, they're it, you know, one and done. But uh, yeah, even, did you I'd say one and done? I'm sure. I'd like needles. <laughs> yeah, Maybe if I get powers. You're the kind of guy. You're like most guys. You love uh, sex and getting uh, an injection with a needle. <laughs> yeah, penetration of any kind. Yeah. I'm, I'm on board. <laughs> That'd be interesting if you have to inject yourself just before. You know, in the dick before climax. <laughs> just before climax. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you're so worked up, you're just stabbing all over your arm. <laughs> oh. oh man. Interesting hmm. stuff. We've covered so many great Canadian topics this episode so far. <laughs> we really have. Um well is there anything else we wanted to touch on, Mike, before we say goodbye to great tim not that i can think of maybe i can ask tim are you um you know let's face it we uh we can't perform anymore your your show is uh on hold right now because of mr covid are you doing uh you know like zoom comedy stuff are you uh or are you not (laughs) (laughs) 
Uh, n- not not much. You know, here and there. Keep your eyes peeled. Uh, like a, a couple. I've done one, and it, it felt like it, on my part, I, I bombed, and it was really hard to bomb and have have nowhere to go. Just turn off my computer. <laughs> like I you felt just like go the, to the bathroom. Yeah, that's it. Like, but uh, yeah, that's really funny. Yeah, those don't seem great. Those Zoom shows they're trying to do where. Uh, there's no audience, I guess, or they're watching you silently and you're sitting in your room being like, yeah. so who was the first guy who uh, tried milk? <laughs> who invented the first sheepskin oh, condom? Am I right? <laughs> yeah. Who looks at a sheep and goes, I want to tear that skin off and put it on my dick. <laughs> <clears throat> the oh, arguably boy. a weirder Zoom like, comedy style is where they're like, we have five people uh, we have a Zoom audience, so the performer says the joke, and you have like five squares of people like nervously, like they feel like obligated to laugh at everything. Oh, right, where yeah. you can see the audience. Because right. they're all like, oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> oh. It's no good. Yeah. <laughs> also, not to be a total a hole, but who's like, that's what you really want to do? You want to watch a Zoom? Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? I don't know. I'd rather watch a TV show. Yeah, it's hard for know. me to do live live content. Like, uh, yeah, there, there's some about yeah being logging on and and being there. Uh, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, do you miss? It's weird. Do you miss doing live shows right now, or are you enjoying this this uh, break? Oh, a hundred percent. I definitely miss doing live shows. <laughs> uh, but I mean, it, it's nice that everyone's breaking. You know, it, it feels good. Yeah, that, you know, everyone's got to stop. You know what, Tim? That's true because. I feel like, you know, it's tempting right now to be kind of bummed out, like, oh, man, I'm not doing anything. I'm not I'm not I'm not achieving anything, which usually can be really depressing. But weirdly, it feels good knowing that everyone it sucks for everyone (laughs) and nobody's achieving anything. Nobody's doing better than you probably right now. So even though it sucks for you, it makes you feel good that it sucks for everybody. All of your rivals, all of your enemies, they're also stuck at home. (laughs) You know people who are killing it and it sucks for you. You're like, oh man, I'm a loser. It made me think that if like, I guess I could handle living a really stupid life as long as everyone I knew also lived a dumb, stupid life and failed. Uh, oh, boy. Yeah, I mean, that's happiness at the end of the day. That's a, yeah. Just seeing well, other people suffer. Comparison is the thief of joy. That's what they say. Is there anything, I think I know the answer, anything you want to uh, to plug before we go, Tim? Uh, yeah, ch- check out Tall Boys. It's on CBC Gem, the first season, if you're in Canada. There's some clips on YouTube if you're not in, in Canada. Uh, and yeah, that's about it. We'll put the link. Yes, check it out. It's so funny. Yeah. They've had one season. They're doing another. It's a really funny sketch show. Definitely please check it out. Now, can I ask before we, we go, uh, is it true that everyone who has a show on Gem, they get a Gem tattoo uh, and all sorts of like <laughs> special Gem like, merchandise and like there's like a whole Gem society? <laughs> Uh, I can't disclose that information. Uh-huh. <laughs> I would. I want to know if there's if there is a gem. If you go to the heart of the CBC <laughs> building, there's like a walled off vault. Oh you yeah. Have to, you have to like use a an eyeball code to get in, and then there is a gem that that will speak to you. Hi, I'm Dog Gem, the creator of Gem. <laughs> anyway, well, thank you, Tim. Well, Tim. Yes, thank you so much for joining us. Check out Tall Boys. Tim, that was so fun. Thanks so much for, for, for uh, hopping on with us. 
Yeah, thanks for having me. It's a good time. Yeah, good luck cool, with man. the spider. Hope everything works out. Yes. <laughs> if you have any updates, please record us a message and we'll play it on the pod if, if anything happens with the spider. I'll let you know if I get bit. <laughs> yeah, please let us know. And yeah, don't don't die. Okay. And happy Canada Day, everybody uh, listening uh, right now. This podcast has been brought to you by the Sonar Network. Sonar! Hey there, my name is Abbas Wahab, comedian and host of The Immigrant Section, my weekly podcast where I bring on other comics, artists, and interesting people from all different backgrounds of life. And we just get to chatting about what's going on today, sharing funny stories and cultural tips and everything in between. Uh, Whether you're an immigrant raised by one or just like watching cultures collide, this is a podcast for you. Check us out wherever you get your podcasts at or go to thesonarnetwork.com and make sure to subscribe to The Immigrant Section. Remember, not listening is racist.